Welcome to the Spiritual Boss Podcast with Melanie Dawn and Tanya Ryan. Hello and welcome. It's Tanya with you today for another No Notes Podcast, which just means it could get chaotic really fast with no notice. So here we go. Um, I struggled coming up with a concept for myself. So I'm sure you've noticed kind of Mel and I are sort of um, almost playing tennis here uh, between the times that we can get together. Each of us is hosting individual episodes. And sometimes that means we have a guest. Sometimes it means we do them by ourselves. And for me, this last little while has just felt like a lot. And here I am by myself because this was the most logistically feasible option. (laughs) So what I wanted to talk about, because um, I have been doing it a little bit on social media, and I thought this would be a really good platform to kind of elaborate on it, because I'm doing these like little social media clips basically about how to fake confidence. And it kind of occurred to me that some people might, and, and not that anyone has, I have very many supporters and very few haters, bless you all. Um, so all of my critics are silent and passive aggressive. Again, love you. (laughs) Feel free to message me directly if you really want to. Um, but what I kind of heard in my own head as far as criticism is sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I could fake confidence all the live long day, but it's not very authentic. Like how, how is faking confidence, um, authentic? You can't be an authentic person and, and fake anything kind of a thing. So here's kind of me explaining the loophole around how this faking confidence thing works. So for backstory, if you don't know who I am, I have been a professional musician for, um, well over 10 years. Um, right now I'm not as active, so you won't find much unless you search the Google, but like for on my Instagram, for instance, there's not a lot there. Um, But of course, this was a role that required me to stand up in front of people and not only stand up in front of people, but stand up and entertain people and um, have a good time and help other people have a good time and and that kind of a thing. And I don't know of any musical professional that doesn't even get a slight bit of like nerves going on stage, right? So whether that's that you are just like, oh, I hope I go out there and I don't suck. (laughs) Like, I hope I go out there and don't screw up. I hope I go out there. People like it. Whatever it is, there's always a little bit of like that buzzing in your tummy or in your chest. And um, due to becoming a professional in the field, you have to learn to work with that feeling um, because denying it it doesn't work. It it almost, uh, in my experience, it almost doubles it down. Like if you just deny that it's there, deny its existence, it'll just kind of almost show up in louder or more uh, like tricky ways. Like it'll kind of be like, well, well, you thought it was, you tried to deny me, but here I am times three. And I've actually had it so that it's made me screw up on stage that it's kind of doubled down in that way. And I've made mistakes that I wouldn't normally make or, um, sounded like I didn't rehearse even though I did. And anyways, I digress. So, um, I'll share with you a conversation I had with someone, um, and it was actually this, almost this exact conversation. And this might be a really short podcast. So we're just going to like, let it unfold as it will and trust the process. So if this is just a little bloop on, on confidence today, then it's just a little bloop. Um, but I was talking to someone about, and he's like, well, you're just so confident. And I was like, oh yeah, no, I'm not actually though. And he's like, what do you mean? I was like, oh, well, here's all of the thoughts that I experienced prior to going on stage. Like, oh my God. And there's like a list of things. And I, and at that time I can't remember them because my 
what makes me feel not confident now is quite a bit different than what it was then. And I don't fully remember. Um, but I did have some, something along the lines of what if the audience doesn't like me? So what if the, my huge one was always the venue. I was always worried the venue would be unhappy. And obviously that's the person that hires you back again or recommends you for other shows. So that was something, um, that I was always really concerned about. I was always concerned about making mistakes and what my band would think of me if I made a mistake. Um, so there's, there's just a couple ones that I, that come to mind. So I, he's like, well, you're so confident. I can't imagine you having any of these types of doubts or feelings. And I was like, oh yes, all of them. And I made this big list for him and he's like, okay, so, you know, kind of what's your process. And I was like, well, I just pretend I pretend I don't feel that way. So I put on my like Tanya Ryan, the actor hat, and I just pretend that I'm a confident person. And he's like, oh, well, isn't that kind of inauthentic? And it did make me pause for a second, but I actually had a really quick response, which was weird because I was like, oh, yes, it kind of is. It's faking it, isn't it? Faking it is inauthentic. Faking it is disingenuine. It's not real. And what I got back to him in that moment was going, well, is it like, cause maybe it's all of those things that are telling me I'm not good enough. Maybe that's what's not genuine, right? What if my genuine, authentic, brilliant, amazing self is shiny and bright and strong and talented and charismatic you know what I mean? Like all the things I want to be when I'm on stage or all the things I want to be in person or all the things I, what if those are what I am? And what if what is false are all the things that keep me and prevent me from being naturally, easily, and fluidly confident? Like, um, like my, this is, I hope this is making sense. It's coming out a little messy. So, so in that moment, in that conversation, that was just, that was just over. I just kind of said, well, no, it sort of feels like to me that I'm pretending past what's the actual inauthenticities, the actual fake things. I wish I could remember what I said, because it was actually really concise. And, and I remember like reflecting in the moment being like, oh, that's kind of cool. <laughs> and I moved on with my life. Um, but that was the gist of what I got from it was that me pretending was actually me bypassing the bullshit like the negative self-talk, like that that's what wasn't real. Me telling me I wasn't good enough wasn't real. Me saying you're going to make a mistake, that wasn't real. Me saying they're not going to like you, that wasn't real. So me faking confidence was actually this sort of backwards way to get to who I really am. So if anyone is wondering about that whole like, well, how do I fake confidence but still be real? Or how do I fake confidence but still be genuine? What if you did think of it that way? What if you thought about the true grassroots of who you are as an actual person, deep down, soul connection, highest self, wherever you want to go with that? That person is everything that you want to be. Everything that you, um, if you could wipe away insecurity with just like, you know, a magic wand and what was left, what if that's you? So when you are faking it, you're actually permitting, you're allowing, you're like leaving space for a door is opened for that true you, that authentic, genuine, awesome you to come through. So then it's 
Like, so then what, what is fake exactly? Maybe fake is actually the performative stuff. Maybe fake is actually the stuff that smothers out our light or dims it or shelters it or hides it or, you know, stands in front of it somehow. Maybe that's the inauthenticity bit. Um, Anyways, for for me, this lands and resonates. Obviously, I can't speak for you. And I would really, really love, um, I do wish I could have Mel on this podcast because I would love some um, back and forth on this and and have this kind of um, dialogue, I guess, with, with other people and what's going on in their minds around this topic. So do please reach out and message me because I am, I have a couple more and, and I'm making these videos on, on TikTok and reels or whatever. And they're supposed to be sort of funny. Like they're not, you know, they're real, like they're, they're things I have done and I have used, but they're also supposed to be funny. So hopefully that's landing, but do feel welcome to reach out to me and talk to me about it and talk to me about why it doesn't work for you or what would work for you. Um, or, you know, just bounce back with argument if you want to, because I'd be so interested to know more. Um, but for me, I guess the other thing that, um, happened to me, and this was also in and around music was, okay, so I was in this, um, vocal performance coaching type, um, workshop class thing. It was a series. It was like a six or eight week series. Um, and the, uh, vocal coach, she's an amazing, super, super talented woman. She was, she coached on the voice and the mass singer and a handful of other things. Anyways, she's phenomenal. Uh, so she was running this workshop and, um, you know, we kind of like slowly evolved, of course, right. There was sort of this natural progression through this workshop. But at one point she said to me, she's like, do you believe you're a singer? And I was like, well, yeah. <laughs> like, Why would I be here if I wasn't? And she's like, cause you don't sing like you're a singer. You sing like you're a musician. You sing like you're a songwriter. You don't sing like you're a singer. Do you know you're a singer? Like she said, of all these things, and she sort of categorizes people into, I can't remember, it's five or six categories, and I'll do my best here. It's songwriter, performer, uh, musician, singer, maybe there's one or two more. And so essentially she says, if you know like what you are. So if you're the performer, the showman, then what you want to do is lean into that and like flex that muscle and let that lead your uh, career path because that, and then develop everything else, of course, but like lead with your strongest stride. And so she said mine was singer, but I didn't put it first. And I was, I was confused by this. Cause I was like, well, yeah, I'm a, like, I'm, I know I'm a singer. I sing, I sing loud. I sing big. I sing. And she's like, but you sing like you're singing. How did she say that? Cause it was brilliant. Oh, I wish I could remember. She's the picture that went into my mind was I flashed back into this memory she said something along the lines of you sing like you're singing someone else's song or you sing like you're singing for someone else. Like you, you aren't singing. It's like you're singing by someone or whatever. Anyways, the way she said this, it just was like this weird, like moment where I like zipped back in time. 
And I was getting ready to, to play at an open mic. This was many, many years prior. And I was so nervous and I was freaking out and I was like, oh my God, I can't do this. I can't do this. And I was just about to play original music. I was playing some stuff that I wrote. And at that time, what I wrote felt really personal to me. Like I, so I'm just, how, how can I do this? How can I go up on this stage and write or just sing in front of people like a journal entry, like a diary? This is, this feels too personal. Like I can't, I can't fathom doing this. And so I told myself at the moment, I was like, you know what? no one here cares. Not that wasn't actually the biggest one that helped me, but I was like, you know what? They're not really paying attention. I kind of <laughs> did that one. They're not really paying attention. And second off, you didn't, that doesn't have to be your diary. You might've wrote that with somebody else. You might've written it about somebody else. It might not even be your life that you're singing about. That could be about anyone. So I went up on stage and I was like, yeah, this song could be from anybody's diary. It's not necessarily from my diary. It, it could be from anyone's. And it's what got me through the performance and many thereafter was going, was kind of like putting one degree of separation between me and my music and going, this doesn't have to be so personal. So cut back to this workshop, um, with this woman who is telling me like, she's like, there's what, like, it's like you're singing for somebody else or it's like you're singing someone else's songs or however she said that I went, Oh my God, she's right. I never took away that, that barrier that I sort of used as like a crutch. I used it as like a bolster. Okay. This is something that's going to get me through. And then it did get me through. It worked. And then I built up my confidence on stage and in front of people and around performing my own music, but I never, really like whatever you want to call it, energetically, mindfully, consciously kind of took away. Like I never, I never shared my songs in like a personal vulnerable way. I just sang them because that's what I did. That's what I had to do when I started. And so, um, it was in that workshop that she more or less said vulnerability is, is your best pathway to singing from, like you, from your soul, from within yourself so that it comes from you. And I was like, whoa. So that was a big mind blower for me. And so it was actually something that led to a couple of major decisions. Um, one was that I was committed from that point forward to choosing vulnerability even if it scared me. So choosing to expose something about myself, even if that felt wrong, not wrong, because we still want to abide intuition. Uh, scary is be the better word for it. So knowing you're safe, but being scared, that's when I would still be like, nope, okay, then we're being vulnerable. Just say it, just share it, just do it. Um, so I've been flexing that muscle a lot since then. And this was probably five or six years ago. And the other thing, which kind of follows the same general mindset, like the same, <clears throat> it's like the same theme, but different was I was like, I'm not going to lie anymore. I'm not going to lie about anything anymore. Like not little white lies, not little like, Hey, can you make it this week? Oh no, sorry. I've got, you know, something else with this other person. Hey, can you make it this weekend? No, thank you so much for inviting me, but I won't be able to be there. It's no more excuses. There's no more lies. There's no more making exaggerating things. There's no more telling people, oh yeah, I'm, I'm sorry I'm late. I totally got backed up in traffic. No, I was late because I was fucking late. I mismanaged my time. Like, so I, I've really committed to not lying. And since I have had children, 
this is harder, <laughs> but I'm still committed. <laughs> it's, uh, it's not that I don't falter in it, of course, but I am committed to this, this transparency. And so this transparency that translates in, you know, not lying and, uh, also being vulnerable and, um, it's growing into different things like, making myself have difficult conversations is probably my least favorite progression of this whole thing, but also most favorite in that it feels like the most productive, even though it's the hardest part. Um, so, you know, just like sitting down with someone and saying how I truly feel as opposed to bypassing that because that's easier. And, um, but that's lacks transparency that lacks vulnerability that lacks honesty. So it's interesting. I don't know. I should actually text her and tell her how much that workshop changed my life. (laughs) The trajectory of my life just shifted after talking to her. I'm like, I'm a better person because of you. Um, but it did make me sing a lot differently, which was really interesting. And it didn't make me, I made a lot of changes in my career after that point too, which was at the time I had been playing either guitar or bass on almost all of my songs. I had maybe like five songs where I would not play with an instrument. Um, and I changed my whole show. I actually only then I almost flipped. I only played an instrument for a handful of songs. Um, because I, I also realized when I was playing an instrument, despite the fact that of course I love playing an instrument and I love being able to play an instrument. Um, I, was focusing more on that skill than I was my skill set as a singer and as a performer. And it, I think I was robbing myself a little bit. I, I do wish I kind of got that a little bit sooner. Part of me wonders what would have happened or what maybe could have shifted in my career had I made that shift sooner. But, you know, say, lovey, we're here now and this is the life we got. Um, anyways, I have digressed a bit from the topic of conversation, which is like how to fake confidence. (laughs) So I'll, I'll kind of wrap up, I guess, with a couple of the examples that I've posted. So one of them, again, remember these are supposed to be sort of facetious and funny, even though they are also useful in my opinion, I do actually in real life use these. So this is also me feeling like I'm showing my hand. Oh, look, I'm being vulnerable. (laughs) Yay. It must be right. Okay. (laughs) Um, but if I am doing like a zoom workshop, I always put my people in gallery view and this is actually so I can see everybody because I do scan and like watch if people are nodding or if they put their hand up or if they look confused, then I know. Um, but almost always I'll have someone sign up for my, um, a workshop or whatever I'm doing that makes me feel nervous. Like either I think that maybe they are too, uh, not educated, but then it's like, wow, why am I teaching you? You know more than me kind of a thing. So I'll feel like, oh, I'm teaching someone who knows more than me. So it sort of sets me off my game. Oh my gosh, I'm not going to have enough to offer them. They're going to be bored here. Why did they come? They're going to think it's so stupid. And I get in my head. Um, or I just have maybe an individual whose energy makes me feel a little weird or they just have a weird face. Like, you know, (laughs) you read someone where, you know, well, we've all heard of resting bitch face, right? (laughs) Like maybe it's that they just look grumpy and you're like, I, you know what? Let's just, (laughs) so what I do is I take the chat because I do use the chat tool quite a bit in my zoom calls anyways. And so I'll take the zoom, the, the chat zoom screen 
uh, I can talk, I swear. And I will set it over that person's face, <laughs> like their box, their window on the call. I will put the chat over their face. And then I, then they're not there anymore. To, so I can't get in my head because I can't see them. <laughs> and I pretend they're not there. Outside of, of course, if they're talking to me or asking questions, I will obviously. And of course I will answer them. Um, and my whole goal is when I cover their face, they don't know that I did that. And, um, you know, if, if anyone ever figures out who they are getting covered, um, it's, it's not a you, it's a me problem. <laughs> so just no, that's a self device. But anyways, um, my other one, and this one is for more kind of real, real time conversation. And this is one I would do definitely integrated on, um, performances was that sort of that negative self-talk would come in or it's like, Oh my gosh, what if they don't like me? What if this venue never hires me again? It's sort of that sort of thing. But this I've noticed can happen just in a conversation with another human being. Like you're talking and you're going, Oh God, this person does not like me. They think I'm an idiot. They, uh, they think I'm stupid. They think everything I'm saying is stupid. Why are they even listening to, do you see the way they're looking at me? And you're having this whole inner dialogue. And as you're doing this, it's like, whatever quality of conversation you were once having, it's just deteriorating at this incredible degree. So what you do in that moment is you, you just basically, <laughs> you find your favorite, like super villain hero trope. So everybody has a favorite book, a favorite, favorite movie series, favorite TV show. And we, you know, like Hollywood lives on this hero villain trope, right? So there's the bad guy, there's the good guy. So find your favorite Harry Potter, you know, Marvel comics, um, is it the vampires, like whatever, whatever it is. So I like comics because they're very like cheesy and this works for cheesy. And so what you do is you imagine that whatever is you know, trying to bring you down, like trying to make you doubt yourself, those like words of self-talk that are non-supportive, that's the bad guy. And you're the hero and the hero always prevails. And so in that moment, you have to, you know, use your superhero powers to get rid of the villain. So the villain is like obsolete. So whatever, Thor's hammer, whatever you got to do, you just kind of like bust it out in your head. I mean, if you got one in real life, props to you. That is confidence, my friend. Um, but whatever you got to do, and then you just kind of ignore the villain because the villain is the villain. Doesn't uh, the, doesn't matter. Until there's a movie made about that villain, psh, psh, we don't care about you. So you kind of just get rid of them. Uh, it, take, it takes a bit of practice. So, you know, it's, it's kind of like being a superhero. You're not just going to like be like bomb with your gifts right away. You might have to kind of finagle them a little bit. So practice your super skills. And then this one, I haven't posted about it yet. This one's probably one of the hardest ones. Um, still possible, but it does require committed imagination. And it's a lot like the zoom call one, but it's in real life. So this is, if you're ever public speaking, if you're on a stage, um, this works for like yoga teachers, like just anyone that's in like in front of a room full of people. Okay. You have someone in there. Now this one's great. Let's do a yoga teacher example. So you, you're teaching a yoga class and heaven forbid one of your like yoga idols or your yoga teachers like comes to your class. Cause nothing will shake you more than that. <laughs> so they come in, they set up their mat 
Now, well, here's the first thing you're going to do. You're going to pray like hell that they go in the back corner because that's going to help you the most. But for my philosophy anyways. But if they don't, it's fine. Um, so what you're going to do is you, you make sure you make eye contact with them at least once and a smile or recognition, acknowledgement or whatever. Otherwise, you're going to look like a dick. But the so that'll be at the very beginning of the class and also at the very end, just in case I forget to say it the very beginning of the class and the very end of the class, you acknowledge their presence. Thank you for coming. I'm so glad you're here. Something to that effect or just smile and nod, whatever. Um, but throughout the class, you are not, they, there is a black hole where their mat was. Like they, they, they cease to exist. They are not there. You are just teaching and instructing the rest of the class. Because if you try to teach that person, you try to like throw out cues, which here's what you're going to do. Well, here's what I did is you're going to doubt every cue you say. <laughs> you're going to be like, mm, would they word it like that? Oh, I'm kind of fumbled over that one, didn't I? I wonder if that's anatomically accurate. Well, they would know. They would call me out on it. Hmm, I'll have to Google that after class. None of this is me being present. All of this is me robbing the rest of my students of a perfectly great experience in my class and I'm doing it all because I am so hyper insecure about what this one person thinks of me. So for the sake of the class, I have to put a black hole where their mat was and I have to just teach the rest of the class like they're not there. Now, only when you have done this more than once, then may you go and whatever. If you're a hands-on assist kind of guy, you want to go get, that's fine, but I wouldn't do it the first class they show up to. Wait till they've come to a few. And actually after that person has come to a few, they will feel, it will feel less intimidating. You'll, you'll just become used and their black hole maybe doesn't need to be a black hole. Maybe they're just kind of like on mute, like half the class or something like that. So, um, and there, just remember too, people's faces mean nothing. People have weird faces. Their faces do weird things without their knowledge. It means nothing until there is context or voice put to the face. So just, uh, just keep that in mind. Okay. Let's, let's leave it at that. There's, there's a few <laughs> real life examples that you can, that you can take. Um, and like I said, please do also acknowledge them at the end of class. Otherwise, we just look like pompous assholes that ignored someone the whole class. We don't want to do that. And and this is, again, expert level. If you cannot ignore them in class, but still somehow they're in a black hole and cease to exist at the same time, this is like a dualistic property thing going, that's extra bonus points. <laughs> Harder to do. Advanced level. <laughs> Um, but yeah, essentially we're not, it's not, the goal is not to ignore them. It's just to make sure that the class and the class that you are teaching does not change the workshop, the performance, whatever it is, it doesn't change because of that one person and nor should it. And nor would that one person want it to change, right? They came for the experience of you in your natural setting. So give them that. And if that, if you have to put a black hole where they're sitting in order to do that, that's fine. Then that's what you do. Um, so good luck with, uh, faking confidence and, uh, please let me know your thoughts. If you have any on this subject matter, I'd love, would love to hear it. Uh, thank you so much for staying with me through this episode. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, I would more than love to hear it. You can reach me at spiritualbosspodcast at gmail.com or on Instagram, spiritual, uh, at sign, sorry, spiritual boss podcast. Of course, I'm also at Tanya Ryan XO. Peace in, peace out.